Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better go! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice huh? Yeah. Juice is good. Very good. So good. Welcome in to the Cashin' Out Podcast. We're going to take a plunge today and talk about the Memorial Tournament over the weekend. We're going to talk NBA Finals. What a fun time. But let's start with what uh, was such a great Memorial Tournament this year. Ends up being in a playoff. You've got Victor Hovland, who started the tournament at 20-1. to Started the day on Sunday at uh, 8-1. to he ends up winning in a playoff over Denny McCarthy. McCarthy started the tournament at 110 to 1, started Sunday at 17 to 1. Anthony Rothman, Moneyline Mark, what a day it was. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to bet because you could get some value on some no names if he had the guts to do it. And most people didn't, and they were right not to. I mean, the money was probably most spread around Rory and Hovland and potentially Scheffler when he started to make his run. And Morikawa. And Morikawa, who WD'd with the back spasm because he started two day, two shots back. So that was a shame for a lot of people, and that was free money for the books who took money in on Morikawa and probably big money. Yes. But the Scheffler pick coming off round three at 90-1 to one or wherever he was was looking incredible. Now, what that gave you was a chance to really hedge. Like if you had Scheffler at ninety to one after the third round, and I don't know if it was during the third round or after the third round, it was I can't after. remember. After, yeah. Then all of a sudden you had plenty of money to spend once he started to make his run, and once he got in the house at six under, now it's hedge time. Unless you just wanted to go all in on Scheffler, and I looked at you and said this thing could be one at six outright. Now Denny had a chance. I mean Denny when he made those par putts, when he got up and down at fifteen, and when he made that par putt at sixteen. I thought, okay, here we go. But it was Hovland's 28-foot birdie at 17 that won him this tournament in my mind. Now, he had to par 18 in a playoff and all that. Like, that that's legit. But he doesn't get there if he doesn't birdie 17. And that was the one he stole. And once he stole that, it was his to get. I think my betting highlight is this is why golf is so good to bet. Because Denny McCarthy was 110 to 1 coming into this tournament. A couple weeks ago, we saw Wyndham Clark. Actually, last week, we saw Emiliano Grillo, who was 100 to 1 win. Yeah, I got him at 80. Uh, Yeah. About a month ago, Wyndham Clark was 55 to 1 to win the tournament. And I, I got Wyndham Clark. And then, you know, so the humongous numbers in golf is what makes it so fun. Mark, your thoughts? You have any uh, Memorial Tournament bets this weekend? I didn't bet on it, but I was glad to see Hovland win. You know, he's been hovering around the leaderboard the last, I don't know, handful of tournaments, and he's kind of blown it. Uh, he had kind of a meltdown. I believe it was the Masters. So it was nice to see him win, and he's a pretty big name. So it's good to see that happen locally. Yeah, he's, so I, I thought it was a great tournament overall. Yeah, Mark, he's been he was up there in both majors. He was up there in the Masters. He was up there, obviously going head to head with Kepka in the PGA. And that leads me now quickly, guys, to the thought of 
Victor Hovland, right now this morning, I saw him at 20 to 1 at the U.S. Open. I think that's really, really good value because I love taking guys that once they break the seal on having a big win, they can go on a run. And Victor Hovland, to me, is a guy that can absolutely go on a run. Now that he's won a big tournament, do you agree with that, Anthony, at 20 to 1 at the U.S. Open? Okay, so why not, right? He's playing really well. His short game is so much better now. That's the difference between Vic now and Vic before is that he can he doesn't short side himself anymore like he used to. He didn't have the game when he did, and he admitted it. He did not have the ability to come out of the rough and stop a ball on a green or chip. And we saw so many one-putt bogeys out of Memorial this week, and we saw so many guys having to play from the rough. And so – that should help him a lot because this tournament mimics the U.S. Open a little bit when you miss the fairway. So we'll see. LACC is going to be new to everybody, but why not have your money on him and Kepka and Rahm and all the big boys? And a 20 to 1, that's great value. And so he's coming. He's playing with confidence. Why not? I, the only bet that, and I, by the way, I, I did because you and I were sitting watching together, and I just had a sense. He just seemed like the guy that, that he was chasing Denny McCarthy would Denny have the nerves to hang on? He almost did, but I grabbed Vic at, I think, 11 or 12 to 1 when you and I were watching just because I thought the value was too good there. Once Rory fell off, I had to find somebody else, and he was the guy. The other thing that, that kind of ticked me off is I made a missed a made-cut bet, and if you go back to the leaderboard at the Memorial, every big name made the cut. Everyone that I bet on made the cut except for one guy, and that one guy, because the cut was at plus 3, and it Jason was Day? Jason Day. Oh. I'm sorry. Justin Thomas also missed the cut. Okay. Um, but I did not put him in there, ironically. But if you go back and look at all the guys that, that missed the cut, it was only Justin Thomas and Jason Day. And Jason Day missed the cut on 18. He bogeyed 18, I think, on Friday. And so I had a, like a nice 11-way, made-the-cut guy, you know, and Those it sucked. Those make-the-cut bets are the toughest, heartbreaking yeah. bets. I mean, you feel like you invest so much in those two days, and you're like have eight, nine, ten guys, and almost all of them do it. But there's just going to be one of those guys that generally will not. All right, let's move on to the NBA. Mark, I want to get your take. You're the NBA expert. You you love betting NBA. It sounds like you had a nice win on the NBA and a player prop last night. Uh, thoughts on this series? What do you look for as far as your bets in the player props with this Heat Nuggets? And do the Heat have a chance to actually pull off the win and win it all? I think they do. I mean, especially after last night. I mean, Denver had kind of a meltdown at the end, but uh, you know, Miami made some adjustments. You could clearly tell that. Obviously, they're very well coached by uh, Spolstra. And, you know, they got Love involved in the game. He had 22 minutes, I believe, last night. They sat him the last several games because, you know, every time offensively, Denver was just going right at him if you're watching the game because he's such a liability defensively. But they made some adjustments. He hit a couple threes last night, which is where my uh, – Big money came in because, you know, no one knew what to expect from minutes from him. Uh, Jimmy Butler, you know, got back on track. Um, Struess, you know, it was another big uh, place where I got some money money from with Struess because he was like, I think, one for nine in the last game uh, from three or 0 for nine maybe even. Actually, I think he was 0 for nine for three, and uh, he was four for ten last night. So he was back on track. So a lot of the heat kind of settled down, I think, that first game. Uh, nervousness maybe some of them had and, and really played a lot better last night. So, so you, 
I'd say it's a coin flip at this point. Wow. So now pretty much to you, it's 50-50. I have seen uh, the odds of about now, because going into game two, Denver was minus 900 to win the, the series. And now it's down below 300, minus 300. Anthony, are you agreeing with Mark that it's coin flip now? Not quite. Not quite. I'll, I'll agree with him in that, I mean, Den, Denver's home court advantage was amazing, and now it's gone. Like, that's that's a little worrisome to me. Miami's going to get these two home games before they start swapping in, in games five through seven. The Heat are six and two at home in, in the playoffs, and the Nuggets are three and two on the road. So he's right to think that there's a little bit of a of coin flip feel. A lot of people are like, I'm done betting against the Heat. Like, they're so frustrated now because of what they've done. The Cinderella just doesn't go away. And... I feel like this morning I woke up thinking, okay, it's time to to go back in on Denver because now there's a hair more value than it was before the series. But I think the way to bet this now might be, if Mark's saying it's a coin flip series, why don't we see what we can get on an exacta, Denver in seven or something like that. There may be value there. If Denver can get this thing to seven and get it on their home court, then all of a sudden I feel like, Will Miami be able to do to Denver what they did to Boston? Go in and win another game seven on the road, but this one for the championship. Like, so if if I can find Denver in six or Denver in seven and bet it as an exacta finish, I think I may get better value than what I'm getting now just betting them to win the series. So I'm seeing Denver in seven is plus 250. Right okay, now. so there you go. That's a lot better than minus 280. It is actually the <laughs> yeah. favorite. Of all the of all the options, oh, that's that funny. is my favorite. So I think that's the way I'll bet it now because I, that way I can lean into Mark's feel on that the series might go the distance or get at least what is the uh, Denver in six? Denver in six is plus two seventy five. Yeah, may not be enough. We'll see because uh, this could get to seven now. This could go the distance, but then I'd really like to have Denver at home. Mark, I really would. If you like the Heat, Mark, in uh, would you be interested in Heat in six or Heat in seven? I would say Heat in seven. Okay, so they would have to win in, in game seven at in Denver. Those odds are plus 850. So if you think they can get it done on the road in game seven, you're getting more than eight. How to about one. this? And I don't know how you guys feel about it. I mean, could you bet it both ways and still come out really good? Or would you lose the money you bet on the Heat? Like like to cover yourself, if you just want to bet the thing, thing goes seven. Yeah. And bet I, them both. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I mean, you would be in good shape. And then you would be rooting for the Heat because you'd of have course. plus 850. Absolutely. So that may be the way to go as well is just root for a seven-game series and bet them both. Mark? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think if you're going to bet, I, instead of taking one team, I think taking Anthony's strategy from a value perspective makes the most sense. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, so the Heat are <laughs> giving two and a half right now uh, for game three. I'll tell you something funny. So – I, I liked Miami in this game last night, but not like Mark. Like, I don't, I'm not that aggressive. I didn't even need the points, and I wound up betting them alternate spread at like plus 12 and a half. Like, I took that and paired it with something else, but I didn't even need it. If you told me that they were going to win that game outright, the way that they were, you know, doing something down their leg at the end of that third quarter, I would not have bought it. Like, Miami would looked awful at the end of the third quarter. They're on the road, limping into the fourth. Duncan Robinson just goes crazy, and then all of a sudden it just snowballed. But the Heat, 
in my mind, had no business winning that game going into the fourth quarter. It just didn't feel like that. And I was like, and by the way, I cashed out because I had them at plus. You guys are going to laugh. This is really stupid. I had them plus 12 and a half with Victor Hovland. And Ooh. I cashed out at a decent rate. Yeah. I didn't lose a ton. But I cashed out going into the fourth because I was so afraid. Wow. And they wound up winning wow. outright. You know what? You know what's incredible too is points, rebounds, assists for Jokic. Every game is fifty. It's been right at fifty, and he's hit over both games so far, which is just crazy to me. So it's, it's a high number. So would you do that again on the road? Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to raise it. Though. I bet it's. I bet it's what fifty-one and a half, Anthony, or fifty-two. Mm-hmm. You think they'll go up on him? Well, and here's the deal now. And the funny part about this is now Miami is Spolstra's is having to defend this. We're trying to make Jokic one-dimensional, like either make him a scorer and then defend everybody else, so his assists are way down. Let him have his points, and Spolstra shut it down. And I, I think he's half line. I think they're more than. More than happy with trying to, okay, let's let him get his, not his assists, but one way or the other, you have to kind of limit his just three-pronged attack and what he is. But we'll see if they can do it on the road. But, man, he was a one-man wrecking crew at the end of that third quarter, and it and they still wound up losing the game. Yeah, all yeah, this- he dropped four. four. What, what's that? He dropped 41 points on him last night, yeah. shutting down his – still had four assists, but he had 41 points. So I'll tell you guys real this real quick. Denver's 0-3 in the playoffs when Jokic scores 40-plus. Wow. Now that's a stat right there. And that's why yeah. Spolstra shut the question down because he didn't want anyone thinking about that they're getting into his laboratory. Yeah. He didn't want anybody to think that he knows that and – he shut it down completely. He's the best player in the world for the last several years. We got enough problems with everything else. Like it's it's funny, but that's that's legit. They're on three when he goes forty plus. Boy, that's incredible. All right, so that is it for this cashing out podcast. One thing we know now: this NBA Finals is going to be very interesting. It's going to be going to be a great couple weeks because we got the U.S. Open in prime time coming up in a couple weeks. So stick with us. This is the Cashing Out Podcast.